0: Everyone, welcome to the Game of Thrones Tower of Babel podcast. We're talking about season three, episode seven, seven, the Bear and the Maiden Fair. Um, I have nothing like to say about this episode. I just watched it about ten. Well, I, that's not true. I do have stuff to say about it. But I just watched it about ten minutes ago for the first time. It's Monday. Recording this on um, a little bit impromptu version because Dan's not actually here in the the tower, if you will. <laughs> Is
1: that what we're calling it um, now?
0: yeah i'm gonna call it the tower okay, no, that works. um he's at his own uh he's in, in his own realm uh for this episode and we're trying a first skype podcast so it should be interesting um dan do you want to start us off by giving us your thoughts on this episode as a as a whole and then we'll jump into scene by scene breakdowns here? yeah
1: i i fucking hated it but <laughs> not actually not it, it was it was a much slower episode though um i just it didn't really feel like a lot got accomplished it's probably one of those episodes that we'll look back on later in the season and, and realize that you know it was necessary they set a lot up you had to learn like you had to witness these things in order for what happens later to be more substantial but just as a standalone episode or just after having watched it a couple times i was kind of bored with most of it
0: how many times did you watch it
1: I watched it uh, three times. The third time, I was just like kind of pausing it and like writing my review at the same time. Okay. But yeah, watched it once last night and then once this morning. And then so did whatever. it.
0: Did it become progressively worse
1: <laughs> the more times you watched it? <laughs> well, I mean, I was more. I guess I was more aware of it. Like, the, I watched it last night. and I was like, hey, you know, is, like it's leading up to something. And this shit's gonna get better. And then I watched it today, and I was just like more mad at some of the stupid <laughs> stuff that happened. Was there a lot of? Um what's the word i'm looking for like is it depart from the book a lot or not even that like it's like the story yeah i guess like they had to tell the story and the other thing this episode was written by george martin like i was expecting like last season he wrote blackwater that episode was huge yeah it was mostly action but it was still a great episode um in season one he won't wrote the point again which is one of my favorite episodes in the whole series what happens in that episode again recap us that's the oh fuck if i remember in that episode that's when Arya leaves her dancing master at the very beginning
0: oh and then she goes
1: down to the dragons and then she kills that boy it's one of the lannisters are killing all the stark men oh okay no that's and a good yeah Septa Mordane's walking with sansa and then they, she hears the battle and she tells sansa to run away and like sacrifices herself
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> that, so makes that was sense. a good episode
1: i don't know i was expecting more out of this episode like it was a lot of relationship bullshit that i don't really care about <laughs> like i don't need to hear sansa and Marjorie gossiping about Tyrion and loris and then
0: so okay, well what, okay, hold that thought. Let's just jump right into the old, to the scene by scene breakdown.
1: Okay, sure, yeah.
0: Um where did it start? It started with uh, it Started with John. John.
1: There's a lot of John actually in this yeah, episode. Yeah, it was. Okay. And that's fine. Like it, it, it yeah, it started with John and them and they're on the south side of the wall now moving around whatever and Aurel is kind of whispering in both John and Egret's ears telling them why they, sh- they could never be together why they shouldn't be together yeah. and why it's never gonna work and then like <clears throat> they, they have I think three scenes so there's one where he does that to John another scene where he tells egret that he would take care of her and like you know they're the same people and all that stuff but she loves John <clears throat> and he just tells her that it will never work as soon as she sees his true colors and this is these kind of things that both of these characters are kind of worried about already because they don't like it is kind of a relationship based on falsehood you know like John came over but she knew that he wasn't being honest with her completely and stuff like that so she's always been worried about that so she's trying to convince him to just give in and actually be a wildling and you know be with her and in their third scene they kind of have a little confrontation where he says that that they can't win and she says well you're one of us and they kind of just decide to be happy while they spend (laughs) whatever time they have together being happy but it's not really clear if John has decided to actually embrace the wildling life or if he's, you know, still a man of the nice watch and he just knows that he, their time is limited.
0: It seems so it seems like they've Purposely making that ambiguous, I think, at this point, still. Um,
1: yeah, and that's fine, but like, that's three large scenes that really don't progress anything. <laughs> no, it's that's true. My but there issue was, with it.
0: There was some good dialogue, and I really like when, yeah, yeah. when he, when he, like, is that is is that like a palace or whatever she says? And it's yeah. like, nope, that's just <laughs> it's a, a windmill. Uh, that's a windmill. It's
1: a windmill. <laughs> <clears throat> no, yeah, those. I don't actually have a problem with the John and Egret stuff. I like those scenes, and Egret, like, just for the record, aside. Um, the actress, I can't remember her name. I should look it up right now, but I'm not going to, but the actress is doing a phenomenal job with that role. Just based, I think,
0: just based on the, what you know no, from the book,
1: just in general, she's a good actress. Yeah. yeah. Like she's playing the part well, and even adding to the part. I, I'm really enjoying watching her in that role.
0: No, I agree. She's good. Um, i <laughs> well, she's a lot better than, uh, than Shay. That's for sure. But we've, <laughs> you I've, really have a hate I I don't, Shay. I just think she's the worst actress on the show. But I, <laughs> I mean that's not saying, I mean that's saying a lot because there's some really good actresses on the show. But I mean, I just I, she's poor and she continued to be poor. Speaking of of Shay, if we could move, uh, we could talk about that scene uh, with uh, Tyrion, see, which was see, a, that's
1: what I'm talking about. Though it's like a, it's like we we're watching a, like a a soap opera today.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I you not know you're kind of you're winning at him me over. She's
1: marrying Sansa, and and he wasn't supposed to marry Sansa, and he's supposed to love her, but he can't ever love her because of his father, and it's all this crap. That is part of the story, so yeah, it has to happen, and I- I'm not that mad at it, I guess. But it's just, I hate like I have that's... no patience for Sansa. I hate Sansa. <laughs> I, still,
0: that's that. Well, that scene with um, Marjorie is
1: uh-huh. is
0: interesting because it it shows that even though she's like gone through all this, she's still so naive when it comes to being just an adult and like yeah, and like when she's like yes, well because yes. she
1: hasn't really had a chance to grow up. She was just thrust into yeah. this, right? Like, I, I understand that. It's just annoying to see her making the same dumb decisions. And then Marjorie, she's trusting Marjorie, which I have I, don't, I have a hard time trusting Marjorie. I don't know why. I just feel like she, there's something behind her. Well, You know what I
0: mean? That whole house seems to have ulterior motives for everything. <laughs> Except for uh, oh. <laughs> Loris who just likes to ha- have gay sex.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's his only motivation. <laughs> it, 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 it seems like it. <laughs> um... I don't know, I I'm having a hard time. Yeah, there was that scene, Sansa and Marjorie talking, and it, seriously, that scene dragged on for me, and I just didn't care. And then right after that, there was a scene of Tyrion and Bronn also, go- like, not gossiping, but just being like, yeah, like, you should do this.
0: To be fair, and though. I just
1: talking about the relationships. Though. And I understand they had to deal with the fallout of the, the engagements and stuff, but...
0: Yeah, I also enjoy <laughs> yeah. that, um, seeing Bronn again, because, man, he's, like, one of my favorite characters. He's hilarious. He's a cool character. He hasn't <laughs> been in it for a while. He's like, there. well, what does he say? He's like, uh, he's like, I don't need any more, like... Evil thoughts in my brain. It's like, oh, you paid me to kill the people you don't like. Evil thoughts come free, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I like. He's he's a cool character.
1: Yeah. Um. Other than that stuff, though, other than the relationship stuff, there were a couple cool moments. Like Daenerys had some great stuff this episode. That was a standout for me. She <clears throat> is really like taking charge, and like she's not the scared little girl anymore. She's a conqueror, and she's putting these uh, wise masters in their place that was really cool to see.
0: Yeah, no, that was <laughs> I I really liked that. That was At first I was confused cuz I thought that like all the uh, unsullied were lined up and then um, for whatever reason that Danny was carried was being carried in that like thing. I was like yeah. it seems awfully like a lot of work to line up along the way if you're just like is there people yeah. like running to the front so that they can keep the line <laughs> but going? But she doesn't
1: believe in she doesn't believe in slaves though, no. right? Okay, yeah, which
0: I find honestly she's she has a lot of righteousness towards like that kind of stuff, which Yeah. Seems I guess not completely unfounded, <clears throat> but just almost out of left field, like where that she's like, this this hatred towards slavery came from. Well,
1: a lot of it comes from in, in the first season when she saw what the Dothraki were doing to the, the Lazarine women and stuff.
0: Oh, that's right. By
1: the raping <laughs> and and They pillaging. were just raping them on the road. And like they, the whole thing, the Dothraki at that point with Khal Drogo, they were going to war his giant khalasar and her they were going on their way to cross the narrow sea and take over the of take over the seven kingdoms right but <clears throat> along the way as is the, the dothraki way they pillage a bunch of villages and different things and sell these people into slavery and get whatever from the slaving cities so like that's that's part of what they do and she just couldn't understand that and she just didn't like the brutality of it but now she's a bit more mature and she knows that brutality is a necessary part of war
0: well, she's, ra- she's she's sacking these cities herself,
1: exactly. But she's freeing the slaves, so I guess she still feels like a good person. Well, it just makes her feel better inside, I guess. Like, I I, well, I mean, they are the slaves are the innocents, I guess, and she's saving them and punishing the people who have been enslaving them. At the same time, the people enslaving them probably aren't all evil. Like, they're just used to that lifestyle. But ah,
0: that's true. Um, what are you gonna do? Do is it just me or do the dragons seem to get bigger every episode? It's like.
1: They're growing a lot faster now that the budget increased. <laughs> well, coincidence. Um,
0: yeah. they they look like badass in this episode. The dragons and they're just like fighting o- fighting over that uh, piece of meat and um, they they just look as scary as you'd expect when they talk about like the dragon bones that are in King's yeah. Landing.
1: Yeah. And and that coupled with the fact that, you know, these aren't full-grown dragons yet. They're that big, and they're that intimidating, and they're, you know, not even full-grown. Not even close. No,
0: I love how, um, speaking of, we can transition over to another scene, which I really, really enjoyed, was the Tywin and um, uh, Joffrey. Joffrey scene, when they're talking about yeah. um, dragons' bones, but... Other than that, you just you could you could see the, the the tension. You could like cut it with a knife. Oh yeah, in yeah, that yeah, scene. yeah, for sure. Like just like he um, steps, he stops in front of him. They talk, whatever. She's kind of talk. Uh, uh, what's his? Joffrey's talking down to him a little bit. At some point, he's like, "Well, I have to walk yeah. that far." And then he take. It's so quiet like in that room, and he takes the two steps up the step, like up the like the altar to go to the mm-hmm. like to his level and stand above him, which is I think because um, she's sitting, he's standing, but is higher level than him which is interesting because you just from that alone you can really see his how he sees his grandfather
1: and also how authoritative tywin is he just he he's not backing down from the king he's also not like bitch slapping the king because he can't He, he has to try to show him a little bit of respect but at the same time make it clear that he's really in charge he'll do whatever he can to inform the king and try to please him, but at the same time, Tywin's really the one running the realm at this point.
0: Yeah. Well I mean the, the small council is the what runs the realm. The king really, as far as I've we've seen from the beginning of season one, king really doesn't do anything.
1: <laughs> well King Robert King Robert kind of avoided the small council meetings and we don't know much about Eris, right? No. We haven't seen anything in the show about him. And then <clears throat> Joffrey's too young. So there was Cersei was the Queen Regent and now the Tywin is running everything
0: but she's still technically the queen regent isn't that how that is all right
1: yeah but like i guess yeah she, she's technically the queen regent she had a lot more power before tywin came to king's land yeah
0: she's kind of been put in her place a little bit since yeah. he came back which i not that i appreciate it i just it was nice kind of having a little break from her today or this for this episode on
1: mother's day <laughs> well
0: <While she, laughs> well there was a mention seeking of mother's there was a mention of mothers with Rob and, um... Oh, the, yeah, I forgot what Robin, that. what's her name, Daniel? His uh, wife?
1: The, the girl with the ass. Yeah, uh, she has a,
0: the, <laughs> a really nice ass. And it was on uh, display for
1: a long time. Not that I'm... It was. That was, uh, that was a fantastic scene. Her name is uh, Talisa. Tal- or Talisa or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce they- it. She's not in the book. She's they- a made-up character.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. So, well,
1: she's an adapted character.
0: Okay. I don't... I, okay, I don't... You don't need to get into it right now, I guess. Have you talked about this before? About what she's, like, it's, it's, combination It's not of?
1: complicated. She just is, like, they replaced a certain character with this girl, and they changed the story a bit, but essentially it's the same. It's, it's the girl that married, that marries King Rob.
0: Okay, that's it. Okay,
1: so... And, yeah, in this episode we found out she's pregnant. Okay,
0: so that's, I think that's interesting. That's a different, like, it's, dynamic.
1: I, the prince in the north. <laughs> you don't or know... Or princess, if, I guess. Well,
0: you just... I, Daniel, come on now. Gotta be smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't say anything. What are you? What are you? What are you playing with? Doesn't
1: matter. Doesn't matter. We're talking. We're talking about Game of Thrones okay. right now. Anyway, don't don't look at the screen. I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, it's conversational? We don't want to be. We don't want to be so strict. Uh, okay. <sighs> so, anything else to say about Rob and Talisa? Not much, really.
1: <clears throat> no. It. it uh, I put in my review that it's just nice to see a member of the Stark family happy for once. That doesn't happen very often in this show. True.
0: And. Uh, <laughs> his mom gave him a dirty look when she was uh, well she's kind of been because grumpy yeah, for a while she not fully
1: approved because he did break his oath it, like he promised Walder Frey like that he would marry one of his daughters that was part of the deal and then he broke his oath because he fell in love with this girl and fair enough but that's something Ned Stark probably wouldn't have done right
0: yeah that's true well what, what did she C-
1: Catlin's just looking at him and like he's sacrificing like not just his own life like his army and like everybody who's relying on him just by breaking his oath because he fell in love with this girl well what you know what i mean
0: yeah well what did um what did she say that i think it was uh, this season or t- last season was that if you treat your oaths loosely your uh Bannerman will as well or your your yeah. Will, yeah, yeah yeah something along those lines i really like that line it stuck with me for a long time not that i can fairly remember it word for word but whatever <laughs> um uh what else happened this episode we had uh da, da, da. so okay speaking back to danny for a quick second so he, she sent we learned that the people in yunkai have a have powerful friends is what the guy said mm-hmm. and that she sent um uh, Jora to go find out more because he didn't know which is uh, usually he's the one he's like right away kid has an answer for yeah him. uh do you have anything i you don't can, know what
1: that means you,
0: <laughs> you can but you can't speak to it i guess pretty much okay
1: well I we'll find out next episode just judging from the episode title you'll find out next episode
0: so we have next what's the next episode called
1: The Second Sons The Second
0: Sons okay and then we have big episodes which is episode 9 and then 10 when they were done for the season The Reigns season. of
1: Castamir, and then episode 10 is called Misha
0: okay so that means none of those things mean anything to me um, I'm yeah. sure as a book reader they they do but I have mean, no a, idea they mean a lot to me but it's a, <laughs> um, <laughs> So we also had oh we had a nice scene in on a boat actually today, uh, over Blackwater Bay, seeing kind of like the wreckage of what happened in season yeah, episode nine was of last cool. season. And um, <clears throat> it was a
1: nice, very quick little scene, but
0: well yeah, and it, it, I, I think it was necessary because he eventually needed to know, and by he I mean I guess what's his name, Dan? Gendry. Gendry needed to know that he was what he, what he was meant for or what yeah. where he came from.
1: Well, it's not clear what he's meant for, but yeah, he is the son of Robert. We all knew that already, though. But I, the character didn't, so he needed that reveal. Um, the other thing she says in that little bit is that there's power in King's blood.
0: Well, she's mentioned so, that
1: before, hasn't she? Has she? Yeah. Maybe she has. She has when it's it's kind of ominous. When... I'm not sure
0: exactly what it means. Oh, well, when she left, originally, when she left um, Dragonstone, she said, you're not the only one with uh, whatever king's blood and went and because he didn't have the, the the energy or whatever anymore uh stannis yeah. didn't um which i think was it just he looks he just looks so ragged stannis does all the time but he's, he's uh, a beaten man <laughs> um so that was a good I, again we've been saying that we said we said there's a couple good scenes but overall you said this episode is didn't really stand up um, well it didn't
1: pop in any way no. like it was okay
0: the the, the scene again eh. anytime you see the dragons that's like the only cool thing that, that was cool the out.
1: daenerys scene was cool she took charge john and Negrit, that was cool the biggest part of this the episode was obviously jamie and brienne
0: and that's sent jamie was probably like <coughs> one if not the main character of this episode
1: we did well i mean it, it seemed to focus a lot more on john and then did jamie's story in the end but Jamie's story was definitely more important, well, I'd say. it seemed like he has actually went through
0: more time. Like, he, they had the first meeting where he found out what was happening. Or he talked with Brienne, <clears throat> told her what was going to happen. Yeah. And then left, found out, had the whole scene where he was leaving, and he sees um, yeah. the guy who cut his hand off. And then... lock lock Then leaves. And then we also had to reaffirm, like, reaffirmed that the whole um, agreement between him and... Uh, um, um help me out here dan Bruce bolton Bruce bolton thank you names are not <laughs> my uh
1: aren't helping me today so yeah the whole thing with Bruce bolton he says i'm sure you'll give my regards to tywin and then jamie says he's sorry he's gonna miss rob's wedding the lannisters send their regards or something along yeah, those lines and then
0: he so they take off so he leaves then they have another scene later on where they're uh on their on the road or whatever yeah and, and he's talking and to Kyburn. is that Kyburn?
1: yeah okay the guy was doing his was fixing his hand up
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. You're talking about, yes okay i thought you were talking about the guy that was in charge of taking him that's different Kyburn was talking about his experiments on people which was disturbing yeah <laughs> um but we kind of already knew that anyway so that's not a like, mm-hmm. that's not really a big revelation <coughs> what i thought was cool was seeing uh jamie get back to into his um his form at least uh like mentally, he was like on his toes. Yeah. He's like, you know, I could tell him this is the guy that caught, chopped my hand off and you're instantly dead, or I could say this is the guy that saved my life. So
1: we're going yeah, go like to go back to Even like without a, a hand, he's still powerful enough that he can, you know, yeah. convince these people to do what he wants or do what he needs them to do.
0: I think that comes back to what Brianne said um, two episodes ago when he said, you know, like, oh, you lost your hand and you're being, you know, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you, a woman? You know, and like, mm-hmm. stop being a baby, deal with it. You know, shitty things happen just, you gotta, you gotta deal with it and get over it, and I think he, at this point, he kinda is, also, he goes, I think he has a very certain sense of duty and honor, that's, um, that's, I don't know, if maybe that's not the, he, he does and he doesn't, he's talked about it before, I mean, about doing the right well, thing, necessarily over duty or honor, but
1: he feels- it's weird, because, like, Jamie has, tradi- like, so far, we he's been the kind of character that we think has no honor, and- <laughs> Just like, you know, when he throws Bran out the window, that's pretty shitty. And, like, he's fucking his sister and all this stupid stuff. At one point in his life, he, you know, obviously had dreams of grandeur of being this knight. And he was appointed to the King's Guard. And, obviously, that's a huge honor. And, you know, he was that kind of guy. And now he's kind of getting that back. He's Brienne has reminded him of what it means to be a knight and what it means to have honor and pledge an oath. And he's taking this one seriously. Yeah. Which is probably the first one he's taken seriously in a long time. Well, he went back and saved her. Part of that, too, part of that too is um, have him killing the Mad King. He talked about it in Episode 5 when he was in the bathtub. Like, he did that. He tried. He saved King's Landing. He says half a million people in this episode is a population of King's Landing. Like, he did it for the best of intentions. But in the eyes of the realm, he, he's an oath-breaker. Yeah.
0: He's he, the... he
1: broke his oath to the king. And that's, like, one of the worst. And, like, at, since then, he's probably just, like, accepted that as his fate. You know? He's, like that let them call me that you know let them and then this it's probably hard for him to try to be a, an on knight if that's what everyone looks at him as
0: i guess that's true so you kind of take on what people are it's so it's so if yeah. everyone's calling you uh king you're gonna eventually kind of see yourself in some way in that yeah. light well I, I guess that makes sense but now we can get but yeah
1: so now brienne's reminded him and now yeah. he's and he. Decides to you know save the damsel in this distress this episode,
0: <laughs> the maiden fair, if you will. Yeah. Um, so he does go back, and that the coolest part of this episode, never mind the dragons, was uh, a fucking bear. <laughs> um, yes, bear. That was that was really fucking cool. Um, yeah, comes in. You can hear them singing the song. That was it. Um, was it the, his men that were singing that song three episodes or four episodes ago when they were on the road, or is that someone else?
1: uh yeah i think it was okay so i think it was the people that had captured him
0: so that's that's some good foreshadowing <laughs> it,
1: it is it is like a popular song okay. throughout the series like okay. everywhere it's not just like a an uh, song so but... it's like a pop song <laughs> well <laughs> it's yeah, it's sure. the game
0: of thrones version of uh of... call me maybe <laughs> <laughs> thank you um so anyway so he 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 is, is another part of where another time where you see Jamie not so much in control he gets he as soon as he gets into uh the castle he's like where is she be quiet and then he jumps off his horse starts running he looks a little bit more out of control more desperate which you almost yeah since he haven't seen him that way since he lost his hand but even then he was still more just like kind of lost didn't really know what was going on this seemed to be yeah. like determination but not was in like
1: yeah I know. know and like he didn't he didn't have a game plan he just ju- and then after he finds out where she is he just jumps into the pit <laughs> without a weapon. what is he what is he gonna well, do no no no. Bear? no
0: no no he tells that he tells the guy that was in charge of taking him to king's landing that if i die for this bear you're in a lot of shit so you got to shoot the when bear he say that? He well he doesn't say that. say that but yet that's like you take you assume that <laughs>
1: No, he just jumps in, and that guy takes it upon himself to do that because he needs Jamie alive.
0: I guess that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I real, assume that he told conversation.
1: him. He talks to Locke, and then he jumps in, and he just puts Brienne behind him, and then there's a bear. Yeah. And then the guy shoots it. So does, how does he climb up with
0: only one hand? Is what I want to know. Yeah, he just you know that's
1: why it was hard for him to grab her uh, hand because he used his one good hand to climb up a little bit. Yeah. And then he had to like kind of use his forearm of the other hand to yeah. hold that ledge and grab her hand. I was,
0: okay. Either way, cool scene. Um, that's how the episode ended. We pretty much touched on everything. Uh, a couple other things that happened. We saw Theon again. A couple of ladies with him. Um, uh huh. Also, still, it's just as confusing as ever. Uh,
1: yeah, like he's just being tortured at this point. Yeah. Like, you, you, so nothing. There was no new information in that scene as well. Like,
0: uh it just No, no, no. Sucked for him. No, no, no. <laughs> I think we can all fa- safely assume that we know what's happened to him. It wasn't shown, because I wouldn't want to see it, but we all know. Well, no, no, no.
1: Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's a... so he lost his junk, but... Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. I guess, yeah, I you know it is. <laughs> like, for him it is, but, like, for the story it's not. Also, didn't get any... you don't know who his captor is still.
0: What's the deal with that whole talking about, like, his well-known, like... It's spoken about... That's, like That's just that they're, that they're just, pumping up his uh, ego, right?
1: okay. Is that
0: an actual thing that's, like... Or no. they're just making no. that up? Okay, that's what I thought.
1: They're just doing that to pump up his ego and make him think, like, you know, make him forget about the torture, and then then he gets brought back into the torture, and it's just that much worse.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: It's just that the, the guy, whoever he is, is evil. Yeah, well, meticulous obviously. Meticulous and evil, and...
0: Um, Aria also happened. We had a little oh, yeah, short yeah. scene with her. She got <clears> captured by... The hound. hound, which we thought all had taken off, but was apparently hanging around. Um, right. not, he's been there for three days, just in the hiding.
1: He's been following them a little bit, I guess, yeah, because he knows the Stark girl's worth money, right?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Is he want just money, or is he, I, I don't know, it has not said what he's after, but he just...
1: Well, not really, because he's in it for two seconds, but yeah, hopefully we'll find out more in the next couple episodes. Okay. Oh, well, she's pissed because,
0: well, still mad about <coughs> the whole selling of Gendry thing yeah uh, which is understandable and also
1: also now they've been saying that they're bringing her to Riverrun for this whole time and she's been looking forward to seeing her family and they decide they're going to go south backtrack a little bit just to fight these Lann- lannister men and and as far as she concer- she's concerned that's just for more gold just she just looks at them as robbers at this point well that's
0: pretty much what they are so <laughs> yeah but they have good
1: intentions
0: <laughs> yeah well you know the best intentions you know uh, that saying yeah, 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 yeah um what else what else? What else? What else? What else? We have. I think Br- that's it, man. Nope.
1: Brandon Ricken. <laughs> no I always forget about them because it's always a shitty scene.
0: Ricken also didn't have, again, didn't have speaking role. He just doesn't ever really speak ever. Uh, which is well, he's whatever. What is a small child? How old is he supposed to be? Three? Four? No, older than that. Like uh, eight. No, younger than that. Eight?
1: Well, in the in the in the show, yeah, he's a bit older than that. But in the book, he's like three or four. Okay, so yeah, in this in the show, he's like eight maybe.
0: Anyway, so we have a scene with um, Dan. What's her name? Um, Asha. Asha, and she talks about you know they need to get to Bla- uh, to Castle Black, and she talks about why they can't, they shouldn't, you know, go beyond the wall. And that she, I mm-hmm. think which is a really great scene and really well acted was her story about how she had, you know, she had a guy, and they did the whole "I was hers and she was mine" line again that they often use in yeah this, which is i guess i don't know what and then anyway that's not really important i just noticed that that's a through line throughout the series anyway so she talks about how you know the white walkers beyond the wall again i mean that we all know they're there but she ta- she's ta- saying that there's a reason we sh- we can't go back back there i don't want to yeah. go back there
1: because she's witnessed firsthand yeah. and that kind of stuff I kind of don't really care about Asha, but I don't know I just thought I
0: thought that was a well acted scene.
1: It's cool that it's, it's her saying that she won't take them past Castle Black. She's saying she's told, she promised the Maester she would take them to Castle Black to where John is. She won't go past the wall. She doesn't want to go back there because she knows how dangerous it is. But now Bran, with his visions and with Jojen talking to him, says that he has to go past the wall. That they're not even going for John anymore. They're going to find this three eyed raven, whatever that means.
0: Well, I assume there's no actual three eyed raven. Well, I can't actually assume that, but. Well, I, whatever it is that's speaking to him in his dreams, then it's obviously uh, some sort of yeah. Like um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for here, Dan. Again, help me out. I'm trying to. It's not. It's not actual three-eyed raven. It's a. I don't know what a, you know what I'm. I don't saying? know what you're trying to say, man. <laughs> uh, like a metaphor maybe or something like that. Anyway, mm. maybe I'm going too far. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Who knows? Um. That pretty much covers it. You already you spoke about how. Uh, you didn't really like it. It didn't really drive things forward. I enjoyed a lot of the um, character stuff they did in this episode. I didn't dislike it as much as you did. I liked. Okay. Um, <laughs> I laughed a lot in this episode, which I, I mean, sometimes the show can be really funny. Um, there's like stuff with the stuff with Brawn, the stuff with Sansa. I laughed at There's stuff with Egret um, um, that I laughed. Like there was some, there was, oh there yeah, were, yeah. There was some some genuine humor in this. Like there wasn't, it, there wasn't like um there wasn't like the humor from several episodes ago with um what's uh Tyrion's, like hand um like his 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 helper his name what's his name the one that saved him from getting killed
1: pit, pit. uh yeah Yeah. um doesn't matter
0: no well yeah anyway I him, know him, you're him that whole sex scene was lit like and they're like yeah that was like really funny but anyway, when Braun was there. Again, I th- apparently. I'm a, yeah, I'm Braun's a
1: Braun got Bronn has a lot of humor. In yeah. It. I don't know. Like it's just frustrating for me to have two kind of slower episodes in a row like this where really not a lot is happening. Yeah. But I mean it's like even if like you want to say character development and that's what episode six is but this episode, the only character that was very developed was Jamie because he had his whole like, change and everything. Other than that, Sansa is still, like, this little girl that doesn't know anything, and she's just talking to... Mar- like, she just has another girl to, to you know, gossip with. Uh, Tyrion and Shae fight because they have this doomed romance. John and Ygritte have this other doomed romance. This episode is all about the relationships and the romance, and I just... It's Mother's Day, It's man. fine, because... It's fine, <laughs> and that's part of the series, but... I don't want, I don't like how they just were essentially rehashing the same crap that we already know about these relationships. They weren't developing the racial relationships. Nothing really changed the status quo didn't change with it between any of these characters other than Jamie and Brienne.
0: That's true. That's a good point. I mean, it's to a certain degree, the egret John kind of story moved ahead a little bit, I think. Um, Aria, we got another look into how she like her dark side when she, she's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was cool when she said that she only like she worshiped the one true God of death. Yeah.
0: which is like, that's cool. That's,
1: yeah, what Melisandre was talking about last episode, how she sees a darkness in her, yeah. and that's what that is. So, like those those small things
0: that, you although they might not be worthy of their own episode, <laughs> um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are uh, I appreciate on their own. Um,
1: well, that's the thing. Like a lot of this stuff, I guess, is necessary, and it's just I don't know. Like it has to happen. I'm, it's not. A, it wasn't a terrible episode. I didn't hate it. I wasn't like w- wanting to turn it off. I still watched it three times. So, I mean. I'm never going to hate an episode. I just would have liked a little bit more out of this episode. No,
0: and it was good to see finally Yung Kai is an actual place, <laughs> yeah, um, which looks like a pretty cool place actually with like a giant mountain uh, protecting one side and walls. And mm-hmm. and they're saying, well, hey, you know, it would be tough to sack the city because they could essentially like, even if you're sieging just it, wait, they would, you out, they, yeah. they wait you out, they wait you out. Which is interesting that they, it's not just because she has got this big army and three like half grown dragons that are less than half grown. That she can't, yeah. she isn't invincible. She can't just take anything she wants at this point. But well, she's acting like it. That's true. I mean, I think it, she could probably assume that attacking them at this point would be difficult, ba- yeah. based on her like the strength of her army and and she does have dragons. Although I don't know how effective they are at this point um, in like combat. I mean, we know that they can burn one person or a couple people, but I don't like.
1: They're still they're still small. The, they're still vulnerable the, to like arrows and spears. And yeah, like that. they like, seem relatively. She doesn't want to just send them in. Yeah.
0: So I, if you're attacking something like yeah that would be foolhardy if you're going to waste your dragons and like like that anyway. Um I assume I don't I don't know. My my guess is we're going to see a dragon die before the end of the season's over. Um Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. There's something she she's been overplaying her hand a little bit. I mean, she has certain strength and she has a nobility about her, but you know, there's strong i assume there's strong people on that side of the of the OC. oh yeah so no, for sure
1: like she, they're not she can't she can't just roll through and sack every scene. yeah
0: so i, I but
1: she's definitely acting that yeah, way so
0: she's gonna get i think she's gonna be some comeuppance um coming her way not that i think she's yeah. gonna fail and gonna be like sent back to square one like she was at the halfway point of season two or i mean the beginning of season two um but i don't think um i don't think she's gonna come out of this uh quite as shiny as she did um um the last city she was in yeah.
1: um which yeah because the last city wasn't expecting it either well, the city they know what's coming prepared.
0: yeah um all right well that pretty much wraps up what we have to say about this episode um so find uh our all our episodes on itunes and stitcher you can find the full podcast on with all our stuff we talk about movies other tv shows we talk about video games comics you find that at The Tower of Podcast. That's also on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can find everything all together at com, or on iTunes at TowerBabbleCast or on Facebook.com slash TowerBabbleCast or on Google Plus somewhere. I don't know what the name of it is. (laughs) Same thing. It's it's Tower of something. I'm sure you you can
1: can figure it out.
0: Yeah, Google it. And... um, Twitter. I pretty much... I said Twitter already. No, you said iTunes, but you meant Twitter. Okay, well, if I said... If I said iTunes at Tower Babblecast, it was Twitter at Tower Babblecast. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week when we talk about um, episode, or Season 3, Episode 8, The Second Sons. Okay, well, I'll see you guys next week. Before you guys go, you should know that the theme for today's episode was performed by Mark Fowler. He did a Game of Thrones cover on the piano, and you can find all his work on YouTube as UK Piano, all one word as well as on iTunes.